Welcome to Trade Finance Talks, a podcast from Trade Finance Global. During this series, we'll be hearing from global experts, as well as learning about the latest trends, technology and insights in the world of international trade and receivables finance. Episode 31. My country, I'm a Dutch guy, there are only 1919 legal entity forms, but in France there are over 200 legal forms. And the digital economy includes among more blockchain, but also certification authorities around the world. I'm Depesh Patel, editor at Trade Finance Global. The legal entity identifier, LEI, is a unique identifier that helps to categorize a legal entity. It's the globally recognized ISO 17442 standard and carries very useful information about company structures. There are currently around one and a half million LEIs issued globally, and it has the potential within trade and supply chain finance. Current use cases lie within loans, securities financing, and the identification of fund entities. However, LEIs have recently been identified as an opportunity for the payment space. With the adoption of ISO 20022 just around the corner, the Bank of England has concluded to mandate the use of LEIs for all payment transactions between financial institutions, with the ECB, the Fed and the HKMA taking similar decisions to support the wider adoption. Today I'm here in New York at the World Trade Symposium by Finastra with Gerard Hartzing, member of the World Trade Board and chairman of the Glyph Board. Gerard, thank you very much for joining us on Trade Finance Talks. Gerard, if you could give us a quick introduction, who are you? Where are you from? And tell us a little bit more about Glyph. My name is Gerard Hartzink. I'm the chairman of the Glyph board, as you mentioned. My history is uh, payment securities foreign exchange, and I served in many boards like the SWIFT board, the CLS board, the Clearinghouse board in London, the EBA board in Paris, and I was elected to be the chair of this foundation. So my background is payment security foreign exchange, and for that reason I was selected by the public sector to serve as chairman of the board. Thank you very much. So for our listeners, what is a legal entity and how are legal entities classified within the public sector? What the legal entity is, is depending on the legislation in any jurisdiction. In my country, I'm a Dutch guy, there are only 1919 legal entity forms, but in France there are over 200 legal forms. So legal forms are captured by a ISO standard. It's the ISO 2275 entity legal form standard and there is a register available on the website of Clive. It's nearly complete for all jurisdiction. What the legal entity is, is so designed by law. But the attributes of a legal entity, such as the name, such as the address, or the registration number, that is what the Clive is taking care of globally to have a unique identification of legal entities around the world based on a common standard that is used for all users of the public and the private sector and free of charge available. 
Thank you. So how could the LEI become more relevant for exporters and importers and also for trade finance? Very good point. The Clive has four domains of its strategy, capital and money market, as you mentioned in the introduction. Second, supply chain with support of International Chamber of Commerce and GS1, the barcode organization. Third, banking, trade finance, onboarding of customers. And fourth, the digital economy. And the digital economy includes among more blockchain, but also certification authorities around the world. Coming back to the supply chain, we were pleased that the International Chamber of Commerce chairman wrote a letter to the G20 leaders in for their Buenos Aires meeting in November 2018. And in the letter, he recommends to make the lay relevant for all exporters and importers around the world. Be aware that the International Chamber of Commerce has 45 million corporate members around the world. So going into a little bit more detail, what uh, what is the role of ICC and also SWIFT within the LEI program? ICC is a partner. They encourage that the lay is being issued. In the end, businesses themselves have to make a choice. But over time, I expect that in some of the ICC policies, such as maybe the UCP 600 for trade finance and the lay is included also in ICC policies. That will is work for the future. For the SWIFT community, SWIFT in the end is a messaging network. The SWIFT community decided in the payment market practice group, and that was adopted by the SWIFT board, to change the payment messages of SWIFT, category 100, 200, and 900, from IT MT messages to ISO 2022 messages to be able to include delay with a deadline that that migration should be finished before 2025. Great. That makes sense. So what can we do as an industry to strengthen the recognition, the promotion and the adoption of lay? First, uh, it's important that uh, the trade finance community, the trade community really understands the benefit of the LEI. And I remember that uh, the Asian Development Bank did a study to understand if the lay was really practical and easy to get in the Far East. And they did test on Samoa, Vichy Island. And the conclusion was, it is not a problem for exporters from those smaller communities to get an LEI and second, to use it also in their relations with importers of other communities. One of the findings was their brand name would go up if you have an LEI because you are in a public global register. So second, I also believe that the messaging of the trade finance community, among more for letters of credit and stuff like that, the category four messages and category seven messages of the SWIFT network are very important messages, category four and seven. So what has been done already for the payment industry category 100, 200, and 900, 
could also happen for the category four and category seven messages of SWIFT. And that can only be initiated by those who have an interest in those messages. So basically the trade finance community. Third, I believe that also organizations like FCI, who is very active around the world and has members in all major countries around the world, that they understand the benefits of the LEI. It's not only the record of the counterparty in other jurisdictions, but it is also how that counterparty fits into the group structure they are part of. And that's for risk management, very important that you understand not only the counterparty details, but also how they fit into the group. And all data is downloadable free of charge. Great, thank you. And are any changes needed to the LEI framework to support the market participants of the supply chain? What we did is we believe that we should look again at the business model. And the reason is the the following. The business model as we have is created by the public sector. So Clive as a foundation gets 11 US dollars per issued LEI on an annual basis from the lay issuers. The lay issuers compete with each other and prices have come down substantially since we started in June 2014. But if you analyze the benefits, the benefits are partly mainly of the large corporations, supply side, buy side, capital, money markets, and the public sector. So how can we encourage that All SMEs, at least those who are in the importing and exporting business, will indeed sign up to be registered for an LEI. So we work on a plan to make that happen. The Clive as a foundation does not need more money, so we are anyhow working on a non-for-profit basis. And the current revenue of 10 million a year, even if we have multiple more LEIs, we don't need more money than 10 million a year. So the fees will go down. And that is what we are working on to convince the market, please, we need scale effect to make it happen from 1.5 million to maybe 40 million, the level of uh, the ICC membership around the world. Gerard, I think that's very, it's very important for the trade finance community to truly understand the benefits of lay within the trade space and also how that then fits into the messaging types, ISO 2022, etc. And I think people need to really do their research and understand the impact that this has to then really get involved and understand and scale up. Thank you very much for joining us on Trade Finance Talks today, live from New York. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show and uh, we'll, we'll hear from you soon. Thank you for the cooperation because communication is key that all communities understand the benefit of the LEI, in this case, for the trade finance community. Thanks for listening to Trade Finance Talks. Be sure to subscribe to our podcasts at tradefinanceglobal.com. 